This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Derek Sturgeon, and Death Metal Dave. No, you were. You were like ten. Nah, it'll. It's okay. It'll catch up to me eventually. You were Fuck. the one. You were the one kid smoking alone behind the shed. Yeah, yeah. Years was, before anybody else came back there. Still in my mother's Dorel Ultralight 100s. Oh God, my mother had uh, the Misty 120s. Oh God, it's like what? Yeah, I, I forgot about the Misty. They're not even. I, they're barely. I, I mean, they're a cigarette because you got to you got to light it and and puff on it. But Jesus, that thing takes a long time. I don't even. I don't even get what the point is. I'm not sure how it even inspired me to want to continue smoking because it makes you sick like every time you smoke one of those. Yeah, it's a headache. It's like it's like trying to breathe out of a straw. That <laughs> <laughs> straw that smells like bowling alleys and uh, a pool hall. Shame. Fuck that shame. straw, man. <laughs> and shame. Uh, shame says we are recording. Let's try to be on track this time. <laughs> Maybe. Welcome to the Gore Club podcast, everybody. <laughs> I'm Steve Vessel. Death Metal Dave. And we have a special guest from the uh, Savage Hooligan podcast. Uh, Tony, is it Hazlip? Hazlip? How do you pronounce your last name? And then tell us about yourself. Uh, it, it, you can pronounce it Hazlip. How do you I pronounce it? God damn it. it. I, pro- I mean, I pronounce it Hazlip. Okay. Right. If I'm trying to tell somebody you how could. to pronounce it and they look at me, I'm like, Hazlip. They still like, they're like, Hazelwood? I'm like, no. No. Still just Hazlip. Yeah. But no, I, 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 uh, I do the Savage Hooligan podcast. Um, shameless plug. We're going to drop our season Please. one uh, this week. So by the time you all hear this, it will already have been dropped. And I will expect the following week to have an increase in listenership. <laughs> well, I'm patient. I'm I, mean, patient. What, I mean, what else? I mean, uh, you've been you've been playing what drums? Oh man, uh, I've, I've been playing a lot of a lot of different punk bands over the years, hardcore bands, and uh, going to shows and and being a part of the scene and the scene. Yeah, you know, the scene. Now it's there. There it's the nothing. It's, Is there a scene the after thirty five, or are you just like the dude in the corner going? You're just, you know what? You're just the old guy, right? I'm, the, I'm always the old what. guy. I'll tell you what. Uh, for me, and it's weird because I am the oldest guy in the pit now. Ten percent. Uh, <laughs> I, I just cheer people on. You can if you. I guess you can see my face because the cameras are on. I'll be at the if you go on uh, Nazi up YouTube and, hey. and you look at Belushi speedball videos. I am that guy. I'm the dude that the biggest guy running from side to side, knocking people's beer out of their hand and then offering to buy them one after I knock their drink out of their hand. But yeah, at, at 36, I'm still that guy. I'm still the 17 <laughs> year old doing the same dumb shit. Wait until you get to 40. Get to- <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, aside from bit. that, you know, I, I food truck and uh, food truck know, in. be a be a dad and, you know, and live the best life possible out here in the good old slugger city. <laughs> well, yeah, we are. In the goddamn Slugger City. So let's just dive right to this. This this episode, we're going to name it uh, They Live and the uh, Horror of Politics, because I think that's going to be timely. By the time this comes out, I think the uh, the election will be over, and either we're going to be, well, we're all going to be crying. Yeah, it's good. Regardless of who wins, but yeah. depends what kind. Like, is it, or is it, ah, you know. Maybe a mix cho- of cho- choose your Choose your cry. Choose your cry now. I don't know. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready, because you're going to cry. Your cry options are. I mean, everyone I know is like, I voted fuck. I know, that's how it felt. And it's like, I didn't get the vote for who I wanted for, and it's just like, but I have to, because if I don't, 
then you know where then I don't have really a place to, to bitch about the process for right. not participating. And it's is someone try to explain it to me because I know people who are not voting. I know a lot, a lot of people on both sides. It doesn't matter. Uh, it matters how far you are and how extreme you are. Like I'm not gonna, we're not gonna be friends if you're a Republican and a white supremacist. Okay, yeah, this is okay. not gonna fucking happen. Let's not talk about that. I'm not even gonna go into that too much. But once somebody says like we're we're trying to vote someone out compared to vote someone in, and I'm like, okay, I can kind of get behind that. If whoever you're trying to vote for, your your vote's more important about not letting the other person win. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. And apparently, the like the despite voting. Okay, there you go. <laughs> apparently, yeah, more people have voted yeah. voted right now. And this is the last week of October than have ever voted. Like yeah. that's insane. And they, well, it's actually kind of sad. I mean, they, they were expecting somewhere in the neighborhood of by election day before like, people actually go to the physical polls, like eighty five million votes, just early voting and mail in yeah. you know, votes and. Now the different states all have different laws and different things that, you know, when it has to be there. Like, I think Pennsylvania is fighting that as long as it's postmarked by Election Day, it gets counted. You know, there's Zombie some, City. You know, North Carolina. Has their shit together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Imagine that city of brotherly love. <laughs> got their shit together. But, I, you know, I think it's, it's going to be uh, nothing like we've ever seen. It's yeah. completely, totally new as far as and how the, things have worked out. The younger vote has really stepped it up. I mean, like, I think someone told me the age between 18 and 25 is astronomical compared to anything that anybody's ever seen. That's a good sign. That's fucking great. Oh, yeah. Uh, vote, 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 whatever the fuck. Let's get on it with the goddamn movies, people. Let's do that. And there's yeah. a lot of them. We have so many different you ideas. Got them, you got them separated into three different Sort of. I've got them like movies about race and military and government and status. But there's so much more. We're really going to focus on a few, but we can't not talk about some of these. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be really hard to... Well, we don't have a lot of time, so it makes it easier. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Our last episode, I think, was two two hours and something. So, yeah, or the one before that, huh? That was probably my. Bad. No, it was great. I love it when you went in depth on House Two, even though you called it Halloween Two because you were so tired at the end, you've lost your whole <laughs> line of thinking. It's great. It was great. Uh, and I don't know, man, where to begin. Well, I mean, I mean we you know what? Here's the thing: I don't give a fuck about if we're going to go by a year or what. It's all about. The feel of the flow of this we're going to go. I mean, we could start with anything. 2000 Maniacs, the early zombie films. I mean, talk definitely about race the, definitely status. Definitely zombie film. Well, you know, when you, I, don't, I don't mean just Night of the Living Dead. I meant like oh, no, old I mean, voodoo before movies. That, way before right. that. Right. It, 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 uh, and, and there's a really good documentary. It's on Shudder. It's called Horror Noir. And it's all about, um, you know, black cinema going all the way back, you know, to the days of when, uh, you were, you know, you were relegated to, you know, this or that, you know, if you were, if you wanted to be a black actor and you were going to act in any kind of movie, you were probably going to be, you know, a servant, you know, the help or some kind of variation of that. Or entertainment. You better be fucking or, happy. Or, yeah. You or better or, smile. Yeah, or entertainment. It's bullshit. Yeah. And it's, you know, See that in cartoons. It's, it's, yeah, it's awful. And that's why you get to those zombie films. It's always, you know, this, this caricature almost of of this like you know over the top kind of ridiculous style character that you know if you met this person in real life they'd be like huh, no that's not what it really is this is you know i'm a person different but this is what i portray this over the top you know or i wouldn't get the job exactly <laughs> there's that joke it was in kentucky fried movie i believe i can't remember what the hell it is it's like can he just be more black it's like what 
I think that was Kentucky. Yeah, and they dress it in like you know badass uh, sweetbacks, uh, badass the uh, the Melvin Van Peoples movie that Mario Van Peoples made a movie about the making of because that's his father. One of the first black exploitation film. You know, even his like well the producers you know you got to be more black. What the fuck? You know, he killed it, my brother, my only brother, all that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, we can get into black exploitation, but I want to have an uh, all episode on black exploitation, and that's going to be something completely different. Also, I, I don't want to really spend a whole lot of time on Romero and stuff like that because that's so obvious. But we can't not talk about the cha- game changer of Not Living Dead. Oh yeah, and it, it, it's, it's like I said, uh, the first uh, movie uh, that ever uh, you know had that that light bulb but oh oh shit that black guy's not supposed to slap that white woman oh that's not that's not kosher for this time like and that's just you know he's not supposed to be in charge he's not supposed to yell at a white guy like that telling him you stay down there you're the boss but up the boss you know i'm the boss boss, baby yeah you know and and i was like once it it dawned on me i was like oh okay george romero's not making zombie films he's making commentary films and he's using this genre you know in in a manner it, it, to reach a, no, a number of people you right. know there are people who got there and say, oh that's a zombie movie and then maybe later on they're like oh wait a second no that was a comment social commentary thing oh i get it you know or you see the people who see the movie and they're like i don't see a zombie movie i immediately see the social commentary of you know how this is working out yeah and if you want to listen to some of his interviews he has said many times that the, well, we didn't really cast a black guy. We cast the best person that we knew who could act, and that was our friend Dwayne. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, George. I'm pretty sure. I think everyone at the table has met George Romero. I, I know I have several yes. times. Yeah. yeah, he he's the most modest person, and he, he, if him, for him to be like, uh, you know, even more modest, like we were only looking at that. That sounds like something George would say, but I just don't buy it. Well, you know what? Once you got to the point where they're like, "Okay, now you're gonna have to slap this this woman," everybody knew, you know, in that in that in in, in the mid '60s, like yeah. that, you're asking a black guy to slap a white woman. Like everybody in the room, you know, who was shooting and writing and doing everything, they all knew like well, this is something that, you know, is really taboo. Yeah, we're doing something taboo right now. Right. You know, and like, and I, and I'm sure, you know, I, I, he is a modest, you know, he was a modest man yeah. in that respect. So I'm sure he wasn't like, oh yeah, we do. It was taboo. We were just trying to, you know, shake it up. You know, I'm sure he was happy letting it. Right. The writing know, itself is taboo, but then you cast him, it, whether it, whatever part of the game it was, you know, he's like, wow, this is even going to push it even more over the edge. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't want the movie to be based on just that choice. Exactly. I can understand that. He has a lot of social commentaries and all of his everything I can every, think of. Everything. I mean, you got the crazies up there. I have to put the crazies up there. That's on the government military. I'll, you know, fucking can't trust them motherfuckers. Oh, uh, that goes on and on and on. Uh, no, you cannot. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you can't trust the mayor. <laughs> is it the mayor in Jaws that everybody talks about? Yeah. Uh, he's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of reference play here. There's lots of memes years. out there. He's, he's, still, he's still the ja- mayor in part two. Jaws is not in the water. Just everything's fine. Just go back in the water. Money. Money, money, money. Yeah. We, we And they had that little fucking meeting about, you know, we can't close. I mean, there's people sitting there on the council or they're, they're, they own a business off to the side. And they're like, you can't. This is summertime. I need I need my $50. It's like, wow, man. It's disappointing. It, it, it and, and that's I, that's what I think a lot of times in other compared to other um, genres of movies, you know, action movies. Uh, most of the time, if there's a political commentary, it's usually right there on the goddamn cover of the movie. 
Yeah. Like you already know, like oh, the Pakistanis are the bad guys, and Rambo's going to this, this movie's place, called then, RoboCop. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> you already know that it's it's already a thing, you know. But like sometimes you pick up, you know, these different horror movies, it's it's masked a little bit, and you're just seeing like, oh, that looks like a scary thing, and then you like watch it, and you're like, that was a scary thing because that it's was a very real scary thing. Yeah, because we're living it. That's one of the thing I things I noticed when going back and watching some of these movies. That it's all eerily familiar with what's you know what's either going on today or which hasn't or, stopped. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of uh, you were talking about you know Dawn of the Dead. It's about consumerism, mm-hmm. and there are so many so many of these movies that, that touch on that idea that consumerism will is is the devil basically. Yeah, he talks about poverty when the when the racist fucking SWAT team guys like this is better than what I live in. He he's a piece of shit, and all his buddies just you know they have to they have to deal with him. He's Everybody's fine. like hell yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You're, you know, I forgot he's on the job, and then he's blowing people away because they're uh what I guess he's like Chicano or whatever, and then he's like then he uses he slings yeah. the n word everywhere. That when that dude dies, it's so glorious. Oh. But they can't talk about it because they're cops, and then they get in the basement, and there's almost two cops getting blows there's themselves away because well, we can't talk about what happened to Wally. I didn't see what happened to Wally because he's talking to the guy who murdered him. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a lot, so much going on in well, the speak, dead. Speaking of that, like you talk about the cop thing, think about Maniac Cop. Like, oh, the, man. Whole, the whole reason that movie works is because at the beginning of it, what is it? It's the white lady running away from, from the minorities. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's a white cop. And then he fucking kills her. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, cops can't murder people. They Fuck. they can't possibly do that. And that's the whole premise of the movie, that people just can't believe that there's a cop out there killing right. people. Right. I believe Tom Atkins. Every time. Yeah. Every oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless his soul. Bless his soul. <laughs> and, but then, you know, it was with you about like Maniac Cop. I think it was, didn't he, didn't they set him up and put him in jail? Because he was actually a good cop. Yeah. And he was trying yeah. to do well. And they were like, oh, we can't have that. No, it's Serpico. Like, we're, 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 trying, we're trying to rip people off yeah. and take money on the side and shake people down. We can't have you interrupting this. Right. So we're going to kill you in jail. And that movie came out not too long after they discovered that entire uh, uh, station that was like fucking narcotics agents. They were they were hustling the the, 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 the narcos were like basically hustling all the drug dealers and they were the fucking main drug dealers in yeah. New York City. Yeah. The fucking cops. And they all got found out. There was a big trial about it. It's crazy, man. Crazy. It's crazy. Insane. Uh, I I have so many movies on this thing, but it, I mean, you could talk about Candyman, Get Out, Nightbreed. I mean, all these things have something to do about society, race, being well, a weirdo, being crazy, being a cop. I think Nightbreed. I mean, it's 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 very very an undertone of it, but I mean, you know, you think about it, all the all the all the all the freaks that live underground, they're yeah. just different. They're just different. They're just yeah. different people. Yeah. That's a lot a lot of what horror offers uh a lot of times in commentary is usually like you're a freak everybody's either scared of you they want to kill you uh you know there's some kind of negative something coming your way because of you know what you look like or where you live you know and you've got a, a book written by a gay man who directed the movie right it's fantastic he knows exactly what he's going to tell you you know, and that's and that's one of the things I love about Clive Barker. Yeah, God. he just has a way of telling a story. You know that makes you it that really it makes you it makes you fucking think. It makes you use your brain. It makes you so uncomfortable that you, you either either never watch it again or you're like I have to watch that one more time. Hellraiser. It's just like when that movie came out. Holy oh, yeah. shit! It blew people away, or or it just made them like it, like reviled and like, like I have to. Nah, that's a piece of crap. And like 
Are you saying that because you don't want to deal with the, actually what's going on there? Or don't even talk about it? You know, all the things that are in those films, Nightbreed especially. Uh, he touches it upon in a lot of his books, especially. Oh, absolutely. Especially the the books of blood. There's a lot of social, oh, social commentary in those books. And you, I, I hope they reach the screen. Have in the you proper guys way. seen the the Hulu? You were talking. Yeah, that's what I was going to go towards. Seen it, yet. Yeah, it is. It it's not. Uh, it's not one of those movies that like if you're a fan of the books of blood, like the actual uh, collection. Um, it doesn't deal so much in that, but he took part in writing these new stories. Um, but the wraparound story is still part of the that Books of Blood series. It's actually, I think it's pretty good. That's awesome. Um, it he it it still has that Clive Barker feel that yeah. you know this this undertone of you know use your brain, you know, because if you're not, all these details are just going to overwhelm you and you're going to get frustrated and quit. You know, that's why I feel like sometimes it is with that. But you know, aside from all things, you know, when you bring up you know, like Nightbreed. You know, Candy, Candyman. Candyman is one of those films that, like, boom, right out in the open. Uh, I think when they shot that the first one, they actually had to pay uh, for, for I don't I don't know if it's protection or access when they did in Cremini Greens in, in Chicago. Oh yeah, they were that was that and, was, and they, like, went, they really yeah. went there, and they like had to pay like the local you know drug dealers and gangs to like you know either protect them or stay away and let them do their you know thing without yeah. coming in and. You know, and that really lent a lot of that grittiness that, you know, people often, you know, hear about or read about Newsweek this week. But then, like, now you're seeing it and you're like, oh, that's in a horror movie. And you're like, wow, that looks really familiar. That that could be real. And then it gets those gets those wheels turning. And before you know it, you know, you're starting to think about like, oh, wow, that's life in the projects. I wonder how terrible that is. Maybe I should do something about it. Or, you know, maybe now I'm just more aware yeah. You know, and all I went to do was go see a horror movie. Yeah, they're touching somebody out in the middle of America. They probably would have never thought about it before. Uh, just to go off, totally off the rails. Dennis Hopper had no idea that there were gangs in New York when they just suggested to move the gangs from Chicago to L.A. for the movie Colors. Wow. That's how fucking people wow. can be not even realize, like, what? <laughs> Jesus. But think about it. That's one of the first movies like that. New Jack City. It's like, oh, there's a whole underground of, of, of corruption and violence and all this, you know, yeah. that we don't know about because you're fucking white living in Connecticut. Yeah, you have these. Or these Kentucky. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. There's uh, like, if we want to stay on the race thing, like Get Out, I think is the most brilliant fucking example. That was a of, really good movie. I just and that's and that's out of the box those, for that. That's fucking, one of those movies that uh, I often use as a as a kind of a site to get people's attention. That like it's the 21st century, and you have people being like, "Oh my God, Jordan Peele did this movie! Holy shit!" And you're like, "Of course, is it he a comedy? Did. No, this is gonna like, be- <laughs> of course he <laughs> did. Funny. He's 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 a talented man." You know, they're like, but he's a black guy, and he did this movie. Why? Wow, I had no idea that a, a black guy could do a movie so good. And you're wow, like, how racist are you, dude? Or just racially <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I you're use, like, I use you're that like, phrase a lot. It's not you may not be a bigot, but you don't you're not understanding like yeah. the sensitivity to like like of other course, cultures, like of other course races. he did. Like if you've seen anything in his body of work before he ever directed Get Out or did anything else or yeah. did us, like. Watch Key and Peele, they're, they're showing Comedy Central. That's fucking genius. Yeah, it is. And, and, and they wrote that shit. That's them. You know, they wrote for Mad TV. Those episodes those early in their earlier careers are genius. Of course he did a, an incredible movie. Like, duh. Yeah. Don't be a fucking asshole. And he's a huge fan of The Twilight Zone, so it all checks out. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, let's uh, well, let's skip around. I mean, fuck it. Uh, I always bring up Guillermo del Toro because, uh, especially you know, when it comes to his Spanish films, his his uh, like Devil's Backbone, Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. all those you know things like that that he really wants to turn. They're they're political films. He's talking about this time frame and uh, and a time in, in life that he knows the history of that people don't think about because they're like, oh, Nazism. And, you know, it's like, no, oh, there's a whole other kind of fascism that was yeah. going on. Yeah. And you don't understand. There's a whole it's Empire Strikes Back. It's the rebellion versus whatever. And, and he t- he doesn't dwell on it, but fuck, it's all there. It's all extremely violent. It's all sad. You can always tell when his movie has a point to it because he kills a kid. He kills a kid. Man, the kids. <laughs> kids are not safe in Guillermo del Toro. Right. Movies. Oh man, and then that—that's what's so gripping about those. Because I mean, we've all been kids, and if you don't, you don't remember what it's like to be a child, then there's something wrong with you. Anyways, maybe you should watch more of these kind of movies. He did. Uh, um, he he co-wrote a series of books with uh, I think it was Chuck Hogan, um, called The Strain, mm-hmm. and they they did it for an FX series that lasted like I want to say like four or five seasons. It's a great show, really good show. Uh, a lot of that same undertone of, you know this class society you know this guy is able to do what he's doing and being this evil character because he can get away with filthy it. fucking rich yeah and you're vlad tepish or you're fucking your countess bathory yeah you've got you got you little serfs and your slaves and they won't go missing it's the same thing with prostitutes and serial killers as long as they're you know lower people nobody cares i mean but people the series like- the series touches a lot back on uh nazi germany yeah uh because some of the characters uh, kind of roll over from that time from that time period and uh, you know it really you know it just incorporates more you know that political commentary into just a regular you know oh man this is a really neat show about monster vampires but then you sit down and watch it and you're like oh people under the stairs yeah. oh man talk about status race that was that movie has got 10 tons of fucked up in it I mean, <laughs> and, and you think it's not good it just keeps getting weirder yeah. and more fucked up and, and like at the end like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh god uh that's that's just a fantastic film and a great suburban way of looking at like racism and status just because you're living in the city and then you've got the it's like <laughs> you've got the the white landlords who are just slum lords yeah. to where the people who are who are the hit the hardest are like, you know what? Fuck, we're going to break into this place and see what we can do. I mean, whatever the, 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 the worst game, we can burn it down by accident. What yeah. we fucking do? We're the we're at that point. Yeah. And what a great way to turn it into this a horror film. People believe that for some reason they, they just this idea sometimes that people think like, oh, you can just get pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and not ever blow up or get to that point right? where you're like, okay, fine. You've done everything you can do to make my life harder and a living hell and make me scared every day and make me scared for my kids. Fuck it. You fucking make I, I've, vein I've, rain. I've had enough, <laughs> you know, I think of falling down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Fuck a great it. I've had enough, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make my way, you know, into your place and see, and, it just so happens in that particular movie, they made their way into a place that was completely fucking bonkers. It gets worse and, and worse and, and worse. Just, yep. But the one thing, and I know you guys are all about spoilers. Kick it. Uh, the one thing I love <laughs> about the end of the movie. Everett McGill on a gipsy. Is they, you know, the neighborhood shows up and they're like, uh. Yeah. What are you going to do? Kill us all? Yeah. That's no, straight up protest. You're, you're right done. There. You're going to, yeah. You're, you're going to shoot him. You're going to shoot me. You're going to shoot her. And that's, and that's, a, and, 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 and I hate to say it like this, but. Uh, we've seen already that's a fantasy ending because you know if that happened in real life the cops are going to come in there fucking full force and start beating asses well they're going to mow the whole fucking know? neighborhood down 
<clears throat> exactly. You know, so it, it's 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 cool. You get to see that, you know, that ending you want to see play out. You want to see the community come together and win and say, fuck off. We won and we actually won. We're not you're not knocking our neighborhood down. We found a fortune in your basement. Like we're keeping it all. We're making this a better place. Suck it. Right. You know, including all these children that have probably been gone missing for like 20 years that yeah. nobody cared about. Uh, so one dude showed back up again in Twister. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, fuck. Glad he got a job. <laughs> I've got, uh, I don't know, like you said, the crazies up there. That's That definitely goes to military government, like mistrust of that, the politics of that, invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, just that could trust go, us. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Right. And everything's fine. Assimilate. Everything's What's good. the problem? Uh, everything's going to be fine. Dave is going to be fine. No, yeah, it's, cool. it's never going to You be got a tickle in your throat? It's nothing. It's, it's you know, it's a Republican scare. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, scary things, Godzilla. Let's Godzilla up there. Godzilla is up there because it's one of the first political films that I watched as a child and didn't know it was political at all. I didn't had no idea what the Japanese were trying to say that Godzilla is a symbol of the H bomb. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. what he is. And Godzilla he's he's retribution. Destroys. I never thought of it like that. And that's how it's been in every Godzilla movie since. Uh, they, you know, he become a bad guy. He's not. They get really comic booky, and they kind of lost that in the sixties. The last but one, they the did, last he was two, like the, hero. the last two, they brought and Shin is the same way. They're like, no, 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 we're going to bring it back to what it was. You don't understand. He is the hero of the planet, and you know we're the cancer, but you can still be buddies. Yeah, <laughs> you know you can still be friends with the yeah, oil on your definitely ass. with the the, the Michael Doherty uh, King of the Monsters. I fucking think it's amazing. That was good, and it bond. It did not do well, but they're still going to hang on. I saw the new toys for the Godzilla versus King Kong toys, and oh man, they look good. Just, I just posted it on the Gore Club. We've page. already lived through like the worst fucking year in history for our lifetime. Can we just get that, please? Please, like, come on. Uh, so that, that's why Godzilla is up there. It was, uh, it was something my mom was really attuned to that kind of stuff. She would, she, she, I sat down and watched Dawn of the Dead with her. I watched Night of the Living Dead with her. I watched Godzilla, and she was smart enough not to shove it down my throat. Same with religion. Um, a lot of people didn't know that side of my mom, but I, I did, and it was great. So that was the thing. She's she, and I do that thing thing same thing with my children as they grew up. I was like, "What do you think of that movie? Let's talk." Yeah. And with with a kid, you're like, ah, "I want to talk. I want to go eat some dirt and take a shit, and I tell you where <laughs> I put the fucking duty." <laughs> Oops! I shit in the shower by accident. Now I got to squish it down with my foot. But I mean, it, I, I didn't think, really happen. You know, I did it. <laughs> when, when, when do you get when do you get involved? That's what I want to do. My mom squeezed it in nice and slow. Yeah. Well, well, you know the fucking movies. Goddamn it, y'all weird. Yeah, but what? <laughs> I think when you, when you do like when you do it like that, you know, it's it's one of those things that you know you don't want to overexpose your kids, um, but it's okay to uh, you know present them with something, and then what was you, you know give give me your honest reaction, what you know questions, and they may not have questions of that you know they may wait a couple years. That's one thing about parenting, like. You wait and wait, and you're like, "Fuck, it's not working." It's not. Oh, oh shit, it worked. Oh my god, it's happening. See, I don't, oh. I don't have any kids, but if I did, I'd probably just show them the last half hour of society and see it. Be like, see, society, the world is fucked up. So this is all you're gonna need to know, kid. When they were five, the Brian using the fucking amazing film Society. It's finally getting its due in the last few years. It came out on Blu-ray, and people took notice. Uh, Brian Usna was the partner of early Stuart Gordon films, and this is one of his one he did by himself after he did Bride of Reanimator, and it is definitely about status and class. That was that was one of the uh, the deals. He said, "I want to do Bride of Reanimator, but I'm get to shoot this movie too." And he actually shot this one before Bride of Reanimator. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, this he shot this in '89. Wow, and uh, it's so fucked and it, it, up. It, it, it didn't get released until '92, and it was actually released in Europe. 
before well, it was released here. Probably and, Italy. He had a big thing in Italy with a lot of his production companies over there, but I could be wrong, but I'm just saying. Most of what I remember about that movie was <sighs> was like the first the first for the for, for the first half of it you're like, "All right, this guy's just crazy. He's just he's just a rich kid that's like an everyday Joe." Right. And then next thing you know, he's lower class for one. He's well, yeah. And then he's in the rich society. He's re- yeah, he, and then he walks in on the blood orgy. Holy, that's one way to put it. That's, that's the shortest fucking description I've ever heard I mean, of this. I, I, Amazingly beautiful. He gives that a seven point eight out of ten. And it's just, it's just weird. Talk about like, slime. Yeah. The, Fuck slime. I don't just, even know how whoo. to describe them. It's been so long since I've seen it's it. It's called I, the shunting. I the shunting. Yeah, I always just think about the the uh, was it the uh, ex boyfriend that they capture. Oh god. And then they all just goo together. They goo. <laughs> it's okay. Have you ever seen the movie Slither? For anybody who's never seen Society, which I highly recommend you see it because now you can find it everywhere great uh is that if you've seen the ending of slither where they're all in this big huge flesh pile all the zombies get together with michael rooker's monster and they're all that reminds me like i guarantee he got a lot of that idea off that whole shunting party at the end of society yeah and the great thing is we can't ruin the movie because we're just staying the shunting party at the end of society yeah once you see it you're gonna be like holy fuck I've never seen it, but now that now that that we're slithering and shunting, it's it's so like Republican Party kind of like cult thing that they they literally feed on the poor. Right, they literally eat the poor. They do, and that's what it's about. Yeah, it's like oh god, and then he rips the guys. Don't. Well, I'm just saying. There's a scene where somebody gets their insides ripped out. He gets turned in half, like ripped inside out through his asshole. Ooh. Oh man, that it's so is, good! Boy, talk about transformations. Yeah, yeah. it that is. One, it is very weird. And how I, they got away with it is they not, there's hardly any blood. It's all slime and ooze and. It was almost like uh, from beyond. Uh, Evil they, Dead too. It's like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just oh well, it's not blood. It's it's pink. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just it's like sludge, it's blood. Like tremors. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> so so you know, all well, the stuff is up there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is up very, there. very much a, a, a consumerism. Consumerism, military get involved. I mean, which nowadays is pretty much now, the same now, thing. Me, it's capitalist ask, society. Let me ask you a question, okay, on Cohen. Now he did the, Larry Cohen, by the way, everybody. Yeah, it, 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 Larry Cohen. He did he did the It Lives. It's alive. You know, or yeah, it's alive. It lives. You know, series which deals with, uh, you know. In the movie, Monster Babies. Monster Babies are produced because uh, the 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 they the mom was uh, she was exposed. Yes, and they covered and, it up. And you know what? And and, and I think a, maybe because those kids, let's see, I think it came out in like what late seventies, early early eighties. It's, it's alive. Seventy four. Yeah, yeah. seventy four. So that was right around this right around this time in in American history when you were starting to see some of the. A backlash of the lack of regulations and and dumping, you know, waste in business, you know, in these small towns living next to factories. Yeah, uh, the three M factory. Uh, Larry Cohen must have in, something must have happened in West Virginia. It's a lot is of a movies. good example of that uh, because after uh, these women worked for the three M company, which they made Teflon, uh, everybody started having birth defects. I mean, kids were getting born with all kinds of physical abnormalities genetical abnormalities, all these different things. And I always felt like as I got to be older, I watched, you know, it lives and it's alive that it was touching on, you know, these mothers bringing these, these, uh, you know, I don't want to say monster babies because they're not monster babies. If you're deformed because you were working at a Teflon factory, but these, these Just little Belial's little back yeah, cases, right you know, around. these in air quotes, <laughs> monster babies, you can actually see my air quotes in this show. 
Um, Air quotes on YouTube. Yeah, you can't see them in my, <laughs> my personal podcast. We don't do that. But you know, you see this this you know these monster babies that are a direct result of the the non regulation, uh, which the the shit that we're stripping away right now. Yeah, they want know? to so badly, so their 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 cop buddies can have a you know the factory out in the woods that turns everybody into cephalopoids. Yeah, I mean Lovecraft would like it. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but I think that you know that little series, those two movies, fucking Springfield from the, the Simpsons. Everybody's got three eyes, and don't when you get to the Island of the Alive, I think you're, you know, it's just, you it's, know, yeah, I'm just having some fun. But those first two movies really touch on that. You know, this is a problem; it gets covered up. But here, here are the, you know, the results that could be. Yeah, you know, if you don't pay attention or if you don't try to do something to help people, and nobody pays attention except for horror nerds, yeah, sci-fi and, nerds especially. Yeah, we're here doing you know something like this when. You know, we should really, you know, I don't think the government talks this way about. Right. You know, it'd be nice if they did. Now they're too busy being lizard people. They're too busy being um, the bad guys in all these movies. Yeah. They're, they're fucking the bad guys in Chud. They're, they're the bad guys in society. <laughs> they're bad guys in everything. They're the fucking bad guys. You don't know it by now. Where do you want to go from? Where do you want to go next, man? We've oh, got Texas the, Chainsaw Massacre up there. Return of the Living Dead. The Purge. I think the Purge. That's a newer one that, that we should yeah. talk about. Not what, the what first are they, two, one. Four? Right now, um, before those, I'm yeah, I think, I, I think there's, I think there's, I actually enjoyed the first two. Um, I, I kind of, I like the idea. I mean, uh, behind the premise behind it, that yeah. you know, you get a, you get this specified amount of time to essentially go buck wild, you know, do whatever you want. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it really it touches on the inner human in us that wants to, you know, lose control with no consequences. You know, that wants to let loose and and it doesn't matter. You know, but nobody's going to punish me. Yeah. The question is that, is that the answer though? That's what everyone's like. So, so Absolutely. if you didn't believe in God for this day, would you just do, why do you have to have a higher being or whatever law yeah. to tell you don't rape her? Yeah. Don't come be, on, don't man. Be a shit heel. Don't, don't do that to your children. Don't, whatever the hell it is. So this one night you can, and then you wake up tomorrow and go, fuck, I miss Sally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little, little beaver from down the street. I wish I hadn't had to cut him in half. You know, like Johnny I, Cash's brother. I missed yeah. that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that episode of it. Right. Yeah, but the, the, I thought that movie was it was uh was the election year. That one mm -hmm. was that one was that one oh, was yeah. good. I like that one a lot. Um it was yeah, I think I thought it was a nice little peek into what, you know, people think yeah. the, the the government's like, you know, like for oh, people well, who haven't seen the, that one, which go ahead and go into it a little bit for us. Um that one was the um well, I always just think about the end. <laughs> I well, know. I mean, tell us. I don't skip to the end. Like we care about spoilers. Yeah. Welcome fuck, to Gore Club. Fuck them spoilers. <laughs> um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the one where the uh, the uh, the senator. She was a senator, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the senator, uh, she's she's trying to overturn the purge. We're trying to stop it. And they're like, we don't need to do this shit anymore. Right. And then. Uh, People show, try to fuck kill her on the night of the purge. Right. And it, by the way, they're, they're, it's a woman in, in power trying to stop, you know, something that's supposed to be good for the country. That's another thing they were saying, too. Yes. It's good. It's good for the country. It's right. Good. And it's and the whole underlying thing is it's not good for the country. It's good for the elites. It's good for the higher ups. It's good for people that don't have to be out on the street. It's good for people that it's don't have money. It's good for those money. people that, that for, their mentality is better you than me. I exactly. could be in a bunker by these four people are going to rip themselves apart. But tomorrow, eh, we'll yeah. just we'll buy that small business and make it a Walmart. And that's yeah. you know, and that's like an that's almost an updated 
story that's been told over and over. And there's a lot of that in a lot of these movies. Um, but I think we should get to what the what the meat of this this episode is going to be. Yeah, uh, 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 the meat. The meat is they live. They live. They live is to yeah. me one of the seminal uh, films in this kind of genre. Best, uh, politics. Uh, it's still told from a, uh, somebody who's not necessarily you would say repressed, which is a white dude in 1980, <clears throat> in the 1980s. Uh, that there, there's a there's something to say about that, but from that point of view, good things can happen. Uh, we had. An awesome uh, f- a fr- a female guest of ours came on, was it two weeks ago, for our Satanic Panic episode. And one of the things I wanted everybody to watch was Prince of Darkness. And her view on that film was completely different from most people yeah. from a bunch oh, of yeah. dudes. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I, I, I like that. So getting prepared for this episode, <clears throat> excuse me, I, uh, I actually listened to different uh, commentary from other people, not just from John Carpenter. Because and that's then something that popped up is like it's still a uh, it's a voice that needs to be heard sure but it's still a, a guy who obviously is not really being affected by Reaganomics at that time it's, it's it's still told by a guy who doesn't understand real repression yeah but he's still trying to tell a story it's like Iron Maiden talking about run to the hills and yeah here we, and here we go it's they live John Carpenter's take on capitalism in America during Reaganomics. Oh yeah, and and the best fight scene captured on film right. ever. And oh. he never had any intention of making it shorter, or cut it, or and anything. That, and, that, and this is one of those movies. Keith David, baby, I Roddy love. Piper. I I love pro wrestling. I love it. <laughs> I, I remember watching Roddy Piper when I was a kid, uh, the Piper's Pit, and like he was always just so out of control. And I remember, you know, as I got older, and the first time I ever saw They Live, I was like, oh, the only reason I even picked it up was because Roddy Piper was in it. And the like it's kind of if you know, and we're gonna I'm gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. Oh, oh you have to. We're in this Yes. It starts out, it's a little bit of a slow burn. Yeah. Okay, but George uh, not George, excuse me, John, we were talking about George Romero. I'm still thinking about Romero, excuse me. John Carpenter does a good job of setting the scene of shit's going down. Okay. People are impoverished to a different degree now. Yeah, it's this is actually just, a working you know, homeless person. Yeah. Which people don't really understand there's a like level to being homeless. Yeah, most people I, I was like, homeless. In, most in, people in, think like being homeless means you just you smell bad and you just drink all the time and sleep on the park bench. And, and you like, ask for quarters now and then or you're whatever. No, no, <laughs> yeah. there's a whole other level that I've actually experienced is being a working homeless person. Yeah. I work 40 hours a week, but guess what? I still can't afford a car, can't afford car insurance, can't go to the bank. Yeah, I can't do. I don't have an ID, but I'm working under things. the table. This is uh, this is the John Nada story. Yeah, That's how it starts, and it 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 does start like it starts with him uh, coming to town and looking for a job, and he. Finds- yeah, I mean, he literally hops off the train. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and he actually can't get a job through the unemployment office. He Boom. Yeah, they, he, I'll, 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 they, they deny him. Like we, we don't have anything. She acts like he's fucking like. Why am I? Why are you talking? I, I'm. I know I'm asking you questions, and I have to hear your voice, but she doesn't want to hear, it and she just. <sighs> You know, does everything. It's like and he, and I, I have kinda, been that person. He kind of his. You know, I've been in the that way position. That, the way that Nada comes out, uh, when especially the unemployment office, he's he's really being sincere with the lady, and like you're like, yeah, I worked I worked in, in Colorado for ten years, and and you know, then it just dried up, and you know, now here I am, and she's just kind of like, dude. Yeah. Next. She probably yeah. saw that fucking mullet and was like, nobody's going to hire you, dude. Yeah. That, but <laughs> still found time to make it to the gym, though. Fuck yeah, you did. Yeah, but what's cool is, is when you see Roddy Piper, the wrestler who is worked up, he is, he has done some very, uh, uh, racy, inappropriate, um, 
promos and stuff with people, and he's he's very known for being eccentric. And then you see this settled down guy yeah. who's sitting there and has to be, you know, not he, he's getting visibly frustrated, but he's not, you know, lashing out at this point. You know, he's just getting that like this is the person who's been shit on probably most of his adult life. Yeah, I mean, he just hopped off. Got my own tools. Yeah, that's what he, he keeps telling everybody. Off fucking train with a pack yeah. on his back. He's like, I'm tools. tools. I got I my own tools. He that's, keeps telling everybody that. That's why he's so jacked. He's got a whole fucking bag of tools. Oh shit! From Colorado. I mean, if you go into every construction <clears throat> job in town, what do you got in there, man? <laughs> yeah, and that's where he, that's where he meets. Uh, that's where he meets uh, Frank, Keith David. Keith David. Yeah, man, who is amazing. He has his eyes, man. He he looks at everybody like like he's their dad and he's gonna whip their ass. He did that. Yeah, <laughs> he's my favorite moment. character in the at thing. John Carpenter's moment. the thing. Oh yeah, and I'm so glad he brought him back for this film. Oh, he said he wrote the he wrote that character specifically for him. It's fucking his, great his work from the thing. Keith David looks like he's gonna snatch somebody's ass up in a heartbeat, especially back then. Maybe beat him. Yeah, well, I love it because like the whole time he's like he's like, look, man, I don't give a fuck what you're about. Stay away from me. Yeah, right. and, and like, and like, even though he just invited him to come with him, but whatever. left alone. Yeah. Like, he's he he's, he he says it right up front. Like, hey, I just yeah, I moved down here from Detroit. There was no job, factory factory shut up, and I've got a kid and I got a wife up there, and I've got to support him. So he's doing what he has to do, just like every everybody else. And then he takes Piper's character to the to the camp. He shows him shows him around he's like hey you could stay here they've got food and right. it's nice little but he invites him and then says why are you following me <laughs> yeah I, I, it was, I like what it, it is a weird because like he's like he's like hey he's trying to be nice you know he's like hey there's you know what do they call it um is it camp justice or something i can't remember man, all those yeah. lines. and uh he's like trying to be like hey they can get a hot shower they got food and like piper just kind of like looks at him and he's like all right well fuck it whatever and he's like walking like you see piper like coming along like like you know what he's doing, you know he's following you like a little puppy. Like, like why are you following me? He's let's like, see where the cool guy goes. Like follow somebody so I know where they're going. It's just like, yeah. All right, guys, now you're friends. So let's go. You know, please. Let's, let's go get a bite to eat. I got a friend of me saying, yeah. And then they they go to uh they go to this camp and it's it's like I said, it's tight knit community. They're all about helping each other. It's awesome. They're it's a shanty town. It's a shanty town. They're like they He's like, oh, you've got tools. We could use that to. If you're handy with those, you can use that to fix some chairs. And we, or there was a shower wall or something that was down. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, let's let's fix this." Yeah, and it's it's a really nice thought. And then, uh, you know, it goes from there. It goes to hell. It goes to hell pretty quick because of the government. Because of the government, government. Um, specifically the cops. Yeah, and starting right out of the gate, yeah. they're they're the main they're the main agitators. Yeah, but it's, it's trickle down economics. It's the cops because of the government. Yeah, because of who's in charge. But you know, that's a whole that's a whole commentary. But let's talk about the shanty town for a second. It's funny because people want to kind of act like that kind of stuff doesn't happen. That's in every fucking city. If you know where oh, absolutely. the homeless people are, you act like there's know, some, there's some kind of oh there's a, nothing a, going on down there. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's, that's in every city I've ever yeah. been to. I've been homeless. I've run the fucking reels. I'm not some you know I'm not a guy on the shitless circles. I don't know all that stuff, but I have done that. And, uh, and I can tell you, it's a, it's a huge community. It's a whole, huge network of people across the country that travel by train, take care of each other, and you you go to those little towns, and that's what it is. It's just like it might be a, just a tent city, but in, in, in this country and in, in this movie, it's more of like actual like structures. Yeah, they got they have a little bit of a District Nine. You know, they've got like uh, yeah, kind of. You know what? You're right. District Nine is a good way to kind of. It's it's a little bit cleaner than the district. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> but like it is, they got their own little like kitchen set up, and you know they got the showers, and you know they're they're prepared. You know, I, like you see him the next day going to work, he has a bag lunch. So like 
you know, they're prepared for, for these working homeless folks and they kind of utilize people's talents within those community, you know, like, Oh, look, cause that one guy comes up, he's like, Oh, we could really use those tools. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's like the heartbreaking part is that, you know, you see like when they come back later on and they mow it down literally with a bulldozer and they're in there and it, it is a little bit, uh, obviously, uh, you know, over the top because, you know, of the plot of the movie is not just the cops harassing people. It's actually, you know, I don't know, they, I guess, or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call them, aliens. you know, aliens. Well, this is his anti-Republican And they movie. go in there, busting heads, shooting yeah. people, right. you know, mowing everything down, yeah. you know, fucking setting things on fire, fucking everything up. And people are like, oh, wow. I had a lot of beans. I can't believe that that stuff. Uh, doesn't happen in my neighborhood. I guess it doesn't ever happen. And it's like, actually, <laughs> uh, you know, less than what, like four years later, because this came out in 88. So, you, you know, fast forward to 1992, uh, you had the Rodney King riots in, in, you know, in LA, and that was huge. Yeah. Those are people who were fucking pissed. And, you know, they were taking it out in their neighborhoods in the city of LA. And, and like people are like, oh my God, it does yeah. happen. I oh yeah, I don't believe this. There's a that during that scene, apparently something <clears throat> happened, and he doesn't really elaborate on the commentary. I listened to the like last week. Uh, Roddy Piper says that there that there was two scenes in that movie, and that was one that almost made him cry as he's in the film. He says it's in that scene, so something happened to him in his life that triggered this weird response that John Carpenter caught on film. It, it, so that's fucked. Besides it, the mullet, yeah, he got some other, you know he caught some emotion come out of Roddy Piper. <laughs> But I mean, and, that, and that's one of those things, you know, that's one of those things that if if you're doing it right and you present it in a way that opens people up and gets them to use their fucking brain a little bit, then they start thinking like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to have everything I own run over by a bulldozer and to have the cops run after me with a fucking billy bat trying to beat my ass. And yeah, like, it's a dead candy's cover, baby. Yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> and then, like even when they all split up and run away from the camp, yeah. you know, they're cornering this blind priest and he is swinging his cane around yeah. and they end up just snatching him up. And you see the cop come over with that, with that, you know, fucking stick and just hit him right in the fucking face. You know, he's going to die. And we know, and now we, I feel like we've missed why the cops are there. Well, I was going to say, I didn't want to gloss over that. So, uh, not just first night, Roddy Piper's first night. They're watching TV and good old Buck Flowers sitting there. Yeah. I love Buck. Uh, he's, 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 it's he's the got... second time I've come on today. Oh, Buck Flower is in Story Babes and Slime <laughs> Bolorama. He's in The Fog. He's in a lot of fucking great films. He talks like this. You know what I'm talking about. I there's, love, there's I love, I love him. There's in, no uh, fog uh, bank out there. New York. They're like, Man, they said I'd be the president. I'm the president, all right. And it's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> so he's the one that has the the. Uh, the he's the uh, one, yeah. He's getting he's getting beat up. Yeah. When the snake. There's no fog up. bank out there. <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, Dave. So so they're all watching TV because they have they have one nice color TV in this uh, shanty town, and uh, the broadcast keeps getting interrupted with somebody with uh, with an, another older guy on there saying. They want. They want they're, to control. They you. want to control yeah. you. They're all these. All these messages and these cryptic. He's things. woke. Uh, it's sort of like it's, it reminds me a lot. Uh, and if you if you've never seen this, it was in the late '80s, early '90s, maybe. Somebody took over a television uh, stream and put Max Headroom on it. Oh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that that's what it, I guess it would have been like. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just just uh, Google search. 
Max Headroom TV hack. I don't know. God damn it. Max, yeah. People don't even know who the fuck Max Headroom is anymore. There's a lot of people out there that are like, I'm going to have to Wikipedia. Like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, it was really weird and terrifying at the time. Um, but uh, so there's all this stuff going on, and Piper goes in, into this church because he sees people going in and out. And uh, he finds he finds that the choir that's in there is not really a choir. It's a recording. Yeah. And people are in the other room talking. And he finds glasses. Lots of glasses. Yeah, hidden yeah. behind a wall. Lots he's of sunglasses. Like, he like he's like, like old blue blockers. It looks like a. <laughs> he seems so like he seems so like. Huh, that's what I thought was over here. Yeah. I knew it. It's set up like a meth lab, but they're making glasses apparently. Yeah, it's great. And uh, what, what does it say on the a wall? Uh, it says resist or something. No, like that. No, it says they live. We, we sleep. sleep. They live. We sleep. Okay. Yeah, it's the big thing. Um. Yeah. Fuck that up. Then anyway. I don't care. <laughs> And the other films is like I can then, see, like in the, in the mouth so, of madness. So, so at this point, I can see. you get the you 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 get that uh, these people that are all in the church are part of this resistance, and that's why the cops come in because can't have people questioning authority. Hell no! So they come to put a fucking boot on the throat of the resistance. Yeah, it's very much like Total Recall, almost the same yeah. thing. And it's almost like the cops kind of know a little bit, like what's kind of going on when they get to the church it feels like like they know like we've been looking for you oh yeah and now we found you oh, they've you been know, looking for them kind of they're just the like, foot soldiers and some of them are not they don't understand what's going on and what, what i'll let dave keep going with this one but yeah, yeah so they're integrated at, at this point uh you know the, the 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 town is wrecked and people people just run they do they they do they just have to get away yeah they're scattered and uh piper goes back the next day What's he's like? He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this box. He finds a box of glasses. It's hidden and it behind a hidden. little bit of wall. Yeah, They're hidden. I, everything else was gone. Did he? Did he know that's what was in there? Because it seemed like when he opens the box, he look, looks in there. He's like, Oh, what the? Well, fuck? he hides that box of glasses. If I'm correct. No, no, then no, no, I think no. he figures out a little bit about what's going on. <laughs> yeah, he. Well, he didn't know it was in the box at that point. He just grabbed them. Oh, okay, I can't remember. Grabbed the box, went to this alley, opened it up, and was like, Ray Bans. So he, <laughs> he wishes they were Ray Bans. <laughs> they look like the ones that you're gonna get your fucking eye exam. They're like they're yeah. massive oh, fucking they're, they're NASCAR knockoff, knockoff glasses. So oh what does he God. do? He decides to take a pair. And, they're not even cool. And puts puts the rest of them in a trash can. You know, that's what it for is. For safekeeping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I'll know, come back for these. I'll come back for these. Just hopefully it's before they take the trash. Well, when he puts on the glasses, this is when the movie really gets interesting. Every yeah. meme you've ever seen is ready to come glasses. to fruition. If, right. you've, if you've been patient during the movie, now it's starting, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. Well, yeah, because he puts on the glasses and everything goes black and white all of a sudden. Because that's life. Yeah. And then like, he takes them off. He puts them back on. Shit looks weird. He takes them off. Puts them back on. Walks past the, uh, uh, a uh, a newsstand. Yeah, and everything's weird. Everything's yeah. like Repo Man. It just says beer. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, it, <laughs> repro- <laughs> re- signs say reproduce, conform, uh, conform, consume. Uh, the, the the dollar bill that says this is your this god. is your god. Yeah. yeah. So he's seeing it's all, all these, subliminal. Yeah, all these subliminal messages that have been going on, and then he sees the first alien, and it's great. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he just looks at her like. Oh no! It was the guy. It was the guy at, yeah, the, at, the, newsstand. at the newsstand. He's like, "You got a problem, buddy?" And he's just like, "Uh." And he just keeps like staring at him, like and the glasses down, like yeah, glasses. And the thing about that, most of the aliens in this film, including the woman you're getting ready to bring up, is all played by the sort coordinator. He's a short Asian guy, and I can't remember his fucking name. But uh, if you want to look that up, Dave, you can. He played almost every major alien in the film. Wow. Oh, yes. Did I know that? Yeah. 
even like well, when he's getting ready to go to the, to the store where he knocks and delay, and she's like, excuse me, because she's rich and he's a piece of shit, obviously. Yeah. And he looks at her, and when he puts the glasses on, as she's an alien, is this guy, and I cannot remember his goddamn his name, but he's the he's the stunt coordinator for the film, and yeah, he plays almost every major alien you see. Oh, it's he, plays, he plays a good alien. Yeah, he does. Well, when I look up stunts, there's a lot of people, so okay, we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll find that later. But yeah, that that scene where he because he's he's freaking out at this point because like he sees things floating in the sky, yeah, those yeah, little drones, all this shit that he had how seen weird before. So he goes into That's this fine. grocery That's science store, fiction drones, and you, you see he sees the humans, people that are actually humans, interacting with these aliens because they can't see; they're not awake yet. These people have no clue yeah, what's going yeah. on, and the, he sees the he sees the one lady, and he just sort of freaks out. He's like, "You real fucking ugly." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> At this point, he's like, "Fuck it." The other yeah. day, he's like, "You're all right. You're all right. you <laughs> real fucking ugly." Sorry, you have to leave. Oh my god! Oh, and, that, and it's at that point that uh, the aliens all start kind of they get into their little watches and they're like, we've "Yeah, they got, have Rolex. We've got one first. that can see. Yeah, we got yeah. one that can see." And so, the, so at this point, he's super fucking paranoid. Well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I mean. And he leaves. This is where the movie really starts to take off. Yeah. Because he leaves and then the cops show up. And he kills He kills two cops. Oh, he kills two cops. He kills two alien cops. Uh, two alien cops. Two alien yeah. cops. It's a very good distinction because they were like, hey, there's just been a misunderstanding. Maybe we can make this all go away. Just come with us someplace quiet. And what's he do? He's like, okay. And he tricks him. And he punches that motherfucker in the face. <laughs> yeah. And then when he goes down. I think he, he like clotheslines oh, the yeah, other he clo- guy. He clotheslines like him. Like short clotheslines And him. then shoots him. Shoots them both. Hell yeah, he, he grabs their fucking yeah. shotgun, and then, then then you get to the bank scene. Oh boy! Because he just from here, like like I said, this movie just moves at a slow pace at first, and then just and like then a rocket ship. Off. Yeah, he walks into the bank, and it's that very iconic scene. I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick, kick ass. ass, and I'm oh, all out of bubble gum. He wrote yeah. that. Did he? Roddy Piper wrote yeah, that. I know that. I think that was from John Carpenter. Had he was like, because you know, you do these. When they do the interviews. Yeah, he, uh, Roddy Piper had a, a, a book of promo lines. Yeah, okay, there you go. That he, would, that he, that he kept, you know, and he actually used that 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 same uh, promo a little bit later on, uh, or maybe around the same time. Yeah. You know, uh, not in conjunction with the movie, but just him wrestling. And, uh, yeah, he kept a little book of promo lines, and uh. he threw that one out there, and they're like, Fucking go! There were there were a lot of good lines in this movie because the the lady he sees outside fixing her hair. Yeah, he's like it's like putting perfume on a pig. <laughs> <laughs> he's got. He's, I was just I was just looking up more of them. I mean, just his. Uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, you not know. his fucking quotes on uh, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like, so, I mean, that's what's kind of cool because up until this point, he's been very mild mannered and not the Roddy Piper you see on WWF. He's yeah. been this quiet like i'm curious like i'm a little skeptical about what you're doing or whatever you're offering up here yeah and now he's like got the glasses on and it's like watching somebody go from being like shy and sober to like drunk and buck wild they're just yeah. like fuck yeah buddy yeah. here we go he's been beat down his whole life he's accepted it i'm fucking just gonna have to be a working homeless guy working homeless guy the rest of my life until maybe i can get a car maybe one yeah. day and then no he gets someone however you want to metaphorically you want to say he just gets woke quote unquote and then it's just on the conspiracy <laughs> theories it's, it's over with this is fucking real yeah there's a weird kind of thing that you can do with this film is like it's almost like a dream quality to when he goes from one to the other it's really weird yeah uh, another good one is uh, you look like your head fell in uh, 
Head fell in cheese dip back in 1957. <laughs> what the fuck? I remember that one's great. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a lot of good ones. Uh, life's a bitch and she's in heat. Yeah, I remember that yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah, so he goes on this killing spree, only shooting systematically, shooting the alien people. Yeah, there's something to be said about that. And uh, yeah, he uh, from th- that's where the movie sort of slows down again. Because he because he gets away and it's amazing that he fucking gets away because he just went he just killed two cops stole their guns went across the street to a bank shot a whole bunch of fucking people it's crazy and then just walks out of the walks walks out of the back door because they didn't cover the back yeah door. apparently apparently when you rob a bank in the eighties you just walk right out the back door. right out the fucking right. back door yeah. oh you know and into a parking garage into Meg Foster's car Meg Foster baby that's right those blue evil eyes. in those blue the masters eyes. of the universe kidnapping her. The way, oh boy! I, I always she's in Lords of Salem. You're like, whoa! You know, yeah. I totally forgot she was in. Lords oh of yeah, Salem. Well, you, you enjoy, oh, yeah. go back and watch it now. Yeah, now like, oh yeah, now. shit! I always thought it was weird though that uh, I guess maybe they don't make windows very well in California, but when she, because like when they she when just he, shoves them he, a little he bit, her, he kidnaps okay, get, her. Yeah, and, get to the point where they yeah, he kidnaps yeah. her, and they, you know she takes them home, and they kind of have a little small talk. You know, on the way, he kind of finds out a little bit about well, he her. He freaks her out, and she's got a really good thing where she's like, I'm going to put these on, and whatever you tell me to see, I'm going to see it, even if I don't see it. Yeah. Let's, get, let's just be real here. You know, and, and like, that's a great part between a person oh, yeah. who is a captive to a person who's supposed to be crazy, but she doesn't know. From the outside looking in, this dude's a fucking mass yeah. shooter dude, who now is trying to convince his you victim. you wear these fucking sunglasses to see everything that you can't see. And He's very right. convincing about putting those glasses on. It, oh, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that because it's... Yeah. we <laughs> got to talk about the time. The, the, but they finally, they finally, you know, they get through and he's like, he's like, oh, it, 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 this is where you kind of get the idea that wearing the glasses too long gives you like a hangover. Well, yeah, or baby. something. He's like sitting there and he looks like he's struggling. The prescription like, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's all. So like he, you know, he gets up and and like you know she hits him in the back of the head with uh, I guess it's like a wine bottle. Yeah, and he goes through this plate glass window like like a champ. Two oh, stories. Wow. Yeah, man. And rolls all the way down the hill. And yeah, he's in fucking Mexico. That's how far he yeah, rolled in this I mean, thing. And I was just you know the first I remember I watched it last night uh, as a refresher and I was like, God damn, like that is one hell of a window. And a hit to the back of the head with a wine bottle at the same time, like Jesus, yeah. it knocks out the entire window. <laughs> it was like, a hell of a bump. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's a hell of a bump. God <clears throat> damn it! But uh, yeah, from there, from there it goes on. Uh, he he ends up he ends up sleeping under a bridge for the night and narrowly escapes the police again. They of course. Weren't. That, I mean, these these aliens suck at this point. They've got yeah. drones in the sky. They still got, can't find him. Got, they still can't find him. At this so. point, he's on, he's, he's, he's like clothes. a wanted man on the TV. Yeah, he's a wanted man, and he goes and finds Frank. He's like Frank, Frank, and Frank being the fucking stand up guy. Frank's Keith David again, being a badass. That being, he he's a fucking stand up guy. He's like purple shirt. He's like he's like <laughs> he's like, hey man, you gotta go. You gotta go. He's like, you're all over the place. I want nothing to do with you. Because he says that several times. I want nothing to do with you. I've got a wife and kid. Yeah, I got and four kids. Leave me alone. Yeah, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> and so he fucking just tells tells Piper, just just fuck off. You need to go 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 someplace far. Not five minutes later, he tracks Piper down in the. Oh wait, no, this is he goes to the alley where Piper was going to get the glasses, which are 
in the fucking back of a dump truck. I now. love yeah. that scene because so that was much. a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. So if you're ever gonna hide something, don't hide it in the don't trash can. Because if you can. wait a week, it might be gone. He Somebody has to climb inside of this monster fucking. If you open up that trash can, it's full of papers. Somebody's right. going to pick that thing up and, sooner or later. Now, what's up? Who's working this truck? Because he literally just opens it himself and climbs in, leaves the lid open. There. Yeah. But and instead of like, I don't know. I guess the guy in the truck is just like, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to dump everything. <laughs> There's some rumbling back Jump there. Run, baby. Hello, I just saw some big fucking mullet dude just jump in the back. Fuck it. There's fucking ghosts in that garbage. And he just dumps it all. It's like fuck the but garbage. He finds his glasses. He does. He finds the box. There he does. And then, and then Keith David shows up and he's like, again, he's, another stand up yeah, move. Yeah. A stand up guy. He's like, look, here's a week's pay. That's the best I can do. Get out of here. The best I can do. That's and great. That's amazing. I heard you're a murderer. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I don't even know. I, I don't even shoot know some your cops, name. So here's a couple of hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's weird about it. It's like, I don't even know your name. Here, have some money. Go on the run. And this leads us to the most epic fight scene ever. Like, mm. Expendables, fuck it. Fucking any, any, any... Chuck Norris movie, and drag every, and every single epic tiger. fight movie scene that comes after 1988... That guarantee you, they were all like, "All right, how do we do yeah. the Keith David Piper fight scene?" Because this, justice? this, I mean, if did this you, come out before or after Frogtown? This came uh, out after Frogtown was like because I know they couldn't. They just said, "Fuck it." I, there was no fight in that movie. I was like, "Damn it!" Ooh, I just thought it came after. I can't remember when it came. Well, out. the Hell yeah. talks. Hell comes to Frogtown. Is what we're talking about Great. another epic fucking Roger another Piper epic movie film. about yeah. breeding weird frog. It's very political it, spice, oh boy, yeah, space movie. <laughs> so, so at this point. Um, you know, Piper's like, hey, I need you to do this thing. I need you to put on these glasses. And then Keith David's like, man, I don't want nothing to do with you. And he <laughs> I shoots, told you. He shoots him those, I'm going to beat your ass dad eyes again. He throws the money in the box and he's like, I'm yeah. leaving. Yeah, and which was a good throw, by the way. He fucking nailed yeah, it. Yeah, he fucking he overhands just, it. He's like, bam, in the box. Throws it 10 feet. I don't know. Might not have been 10 feet. But anyways, he throws it. And at that point, Piper's like, you're putting on these glasses. Put on these glasses. And they get into a fucking brawl. And it's not like your average, like, I'm going to throw a couple punches. We're going to roll around. Or yeah. like, even an action movie where it's like well choreographed. They just fucking beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. They choreographed this thing, I think, for two weeks or something like that. Well, like two or three weeks they practiced. And, and, uh, and then Roadhouse up. broke, you know, stole the whole thing and made a movie. And, and like, when you, <laughs> when, you, when you look at that, that fight scene, anybody who's ever been uh, in a real fist fight before, knows that that fight scene is probably uh, somewhat close to what a real fist fight is in yeah. real life, where if you're going at it with somebody, you know, and it's just you and him, uh, you're not going to be doing these illustrious things. You're going to punch each other a few times, roll around the ground, split up, take a break. Somebody's going to come back in for another piece. Yeah. yeah. and the, the, One the, punch doesn't do it in this movie. The dialogue is great. Oh, the dialogue oh, yeah. is great. Yeah, I'm giving you a choice. Either put on the glasses or start eating a trash can. <laughs> Not this year. And then like, he, he goes to punch him in the balls, and he's like, you dirty motherfucker. Oh, this isn't a and, fight for life. It's and he even throws glasses. in some real wrestling moves in there. I of mean, course he, he had suplexes to. Suplexes him a couple of times. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. And, you know, it, there's, there's so much to this it, that – I can't even explain it. Just if you haven't seen it by some chance. It's almost 10 minutes long. It is great because when you think it's over, 
It happens. They they it just it breaks going. his window yeah. of his car. He's, he's, he's walking, like, "Oh, I'm sorry about your car." He's walking past him. Yeah. And it, like he's like, "Oh, he's walking away." And then here goes fucking Piper. Just fucking rush, like the best part. The best part after they're done, they go to this sleazy, you know, flea bag motel. Well, he finally but, convinces. He yeah, he finally, he finally he puts the glasses. Doesn't convince him. He makes yeah, it. He puts him. the glasses on and he's drags like, him out shit. to the street and says, "Look!" And the world is all like. You know, and it's Piperland. that same thing where Piperland he's just sucks. completely overrun. Like, oh my god, yeah, what am I seeing? Now you should get a gun to help me kill people too. Okay, yeah, guys, <laughs> okay, I think I can do that. Then they go to this motel, uh, no tell motel kind yeah. of thing. It and looks they, like the same motel in every fucking movie. They are beat the fuck up. I mean, their faces look like chipmunks, <laughs> yeah. you know. And they get up there, and I like to hear that conversation. It's the beginning of a good friendship, I think. Yeah, right? I think yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is my pimp. We need we need a couple hours. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just need a single. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So they go to this hotel room and they uh, relax. And- well, Piper passes out, and Keith Davis stays up trying to look out the window for like hours and realizes yeah. that you know these glasses are fucked. Yeah. This is so the worst prescription ever. There is. It's not my prescription. It's like this is not what I want to see. No, I can. Oh, fucked up. And he starts to see that you know, and it, it kind of. Through the, throughout the movie, they kind of give you the impression a little bit, especially when Piper's like in the bank and like he's starting to escalate that maybe these glasses or the combination of the glasses and being woke push you into this next level of, well, like, well, fuck it. Like, I could see what's going on here. Like, well, no, I just do whatever I want now. Yeah. And like you kind of unleash a little bit, you know, and like when he says, you know, when he takes the glasses off, he's like, oh, they, you know, you're right. You're flying high with them on. But boy, when you come back down. You know, he mentions that, you know, in Meg Foster's house. He was talking about, you know, you're feeling you feel high when you're on the glasses. You yeah. come back down. It's rough. Yeah. It's like your adrenal gland being overworked. And then you're like, oh. you know, and I, yeah, I'm done masturbating. I got to pass out. For like, I have cool? to stop right. and let my arm just relax just a little bit. <laughs> so uh, I don't remember how, but they find out that the resistance is is, is a thing. I don't remember how they the guy, make that segue. The guy shows up. Um Oh yeah, the, the dude, guy, the dude from the, the dude from the, uh, the guy, from, from the, the camp, the yeah, one that was camp. like, "Hey, you got any tools?" Yeah, he shows up, he finds them, which is funny because the fucking aliens. They're all fucking them. standing around there wearing the glasses, like looking at each other to make sure everybody's cool. And like, yeah. it yeah. kind of reminds me of the scene from the thing where they're all sitting testing each other's oh, blood. Oh yeah, which is hilarious. And, like everybody's kind of all sitting there together, and they're all kind of looking at each other and like, "Yeah, who is it? It's one of us." And then they he realizes Meg Foster's there. Yeah, she is. They're yeah. having they're having their uh, they're having their their meeting. And if you notice in the meeting again, just like the town, there's different people there, different different. You know, there's no like there's different colors of people there. Like it's no like it's us against them at this point. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's us against the aliens. They they there's, they have like, they have uh, everybody has contacts now. Yeah, yeah they're upgrading. Swap out yeah, they're, they're upgrading their contacts because when they go walk in, there's that big biker dude. He's like, that's something like, new going down. Yeah, he points <laughs> I love like, that. Some new. And it's just like cool, with subtle way. Yeah, and they just well, the, uh, the hell they like. And it. you know what? That's one of the things that I like about Carpenter as a director because he he does often do these um, political commentary pieces. Escape from New York is another one, and he doesn't really ever do it so much by race. You know, they live is not it's never really a racial thing they ever talk about. It's just a upper class versus the lower class. Right. You know, the lower class is mixed with a lot of different people. while the upper class looks appears to be mostly white. Right. Well, this is this is where you start to find out 
uh, <laughs> what's going on and why the aliens are why the aliens. You get a better idea with get a better what, idea how bad it is actually. And uh, they're talking about like what their plan is, and they've got all these guns, and they've they've got. There's this... a little bit of hope in this part. Yeah, there's there's yeah. a little bit of hope. Like we can't just go guns blazing. We have to wake everybody up. And then the fucking cops show up. Yep, they get infiltrated. Cops again. They get infiltrated. Somebody took the bait. Somebody made a deal. Somebody. (laughs) Some asshole. And we'll find out who in the next segment. (laughs) The next segment. (laughs) But they. Coming up next week. The asshole who took the bait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they they fucking kill everybody. All the the, the supporting cast that you met, dead. Yeah, Yeah. they're all. All dead. And at this point. guy, he gets it the worst. I think he gets shot up. Up, 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 up! Like, he, oh yeah, he's standing yeah, there for a minute I, taking shots. I can't remember if Mick Garris's wife, who is in this film, uh, I can't remember if she dies or lives, but she's also she's in the food line. Was she in that scene? She's the blonde. She died. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying I, if she was in that scene. Everybody, I, yeah, died. I can't remember They're if she dead. lived or not because, like, you know, it's Miss Garris. And one other wife. little thing we forgot to mention: name. they get a watch, one of the watches that the aliens were talking yeah. into. They, apparently, the aliens can trans transport themselves. Yeah, and this is. So they so they communicate and move around. So at this point, the aliens be. have learned that the back door is where people go to get away. So when Piper, I usually go there to get in. So so when Piper, <laughs> ah, so when the so, back door man. Oh, so when Piper, <laughs> you gave it to gave me, it. Dave. You had to oh, take it. I, no, I don't, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so when Piper and Keith David try to get away, they go out the back door thinking, "Look, fuck it, worked before. Didn't work. This <laughs> worked time. last four nope. times. Why not? And it now? didn't work because they're out there in full force." And they're trying to figure out. They get they get cornered, and they're like, "I got to figure out how. We got to figure out how this watch works." What do they do? They fucking throw it. And guess what? It works. It works. Yeah. It malfunctioned. It's like go down. You've got ten seconds yeah. to enter this portal. So they just go. Yeah. And then the aliens are it's like, like kicking the jukebox. It works every time, man. Yeah. I don't know where they went. Yeah. Oh. So now they're in like the underground of layer of Disneyland. And that's the thing like. is they didn't really describe if that meant like they went down into the sewers where it's all been redone or if they actually went through like a portal and ended up in another part of the city. That's not really put together really well. I get a little and confused I when like, they show the scenes where it looks like they're not even on planet Earth anymore. That's that's a totally different thing. Where like they're where they're, the where they're sh- like shooting. Flower finds them. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, and he's all done up in a fucking tuxedo. Like, well, when he's like, hey, get everybody, here. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. You know, he does this whole thing, shows them around like they're like guests. I, I like, love like, it. Yeah, there's like, no fucking like, card. I, I got some friends no, over here. What's up, Dave? <laughs> I think you're missing the point where they're having this big, they're having this big gala. Yeah, this, this, this big celebration, and the aliens are talking to the people, the fucking sellouts at this point. Oh the yeah, people that have sold out their own. It's very much like people. V, the television exactly. show V. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. They sold out their own people, and they're hanging out, and they're like, "Oh, he's like, oh, your portfolios have gone up thirty six percent, and we've destroyed the resistance." And they're all like, "Yay!" And everybody at home was like, "Just fucking shoot them all, Piper. Just fucking unload on them." Yeah, but they don't because that's when. That's when a good old Buck Flower comes up. Yep. And, and he's the one that sold out. You know, you're like, holy crap, this guy sold out. And he's like, yeah, I'm just, let me give you the grand tour. And Keith David and fucking Piper are just like, yeah, give us. Yeah, give us, show, us, show, us show us everything. Show us everything. <laughs> and that's where he shows them the interstellar, interspace travel. And this is where it all gets laid out for you. Yeah. They're here to take our planet. They're here They're here to just harvest a few things. Yeah. It's, it's not a big deal. They're just taking a few things, you know. They're just, just interstellar discoverers. They're yeah, like yeah. the Christopher Columbus of interstellar travel. And here's the thing that, that people don't usually talk about <laughs> is like the, 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 the name of these aliens are actually called ghouls. 
and they were structured to look like this for a reason, but they never talked about like, do they eat humans? And what's going on? Why would you call that? That's parts never explored. Well, that, it's I like, what is it that they're, what resource are they taking? Right. Well, I think they sort of. Uh, is it kind of like they, you know? Uh, they keep they keep they keep the worlds. Yeah, in this movie, the, the the point is is they keep humans asleep basically. But are and they while they're doing that? Of There's a lot of things that aren't explained because he has to keep going and going and going. And yeah. We only had a four million dollar budget. They, yeah. <laughs> they do sort of explain it. I remember them saying like they were harvesting natural resources and changing. Our environment oh, or match their own. Yeah, that's so kind of an old te- you know tale that's been told many times in sci-fi movies. Oh yeah. Um, but I always wanted to know is like, are they fucking cannibals? Can they be like V, or they're just like an assembly line? Like, oh, Listen, you know, <laughs> yeah, California is people, <laughs> or whatever the fuck. California bites. It's more than you think. Oh. <laughs> uh. Don't make that mouth noise again, please. Don't ever do that. <laughs> so, anyways, let's keep right. this, let's let's roll this thing through, guys. Uh, so we get we get we get to we get to the sort of. You know, like sort like of climax. climax here because they get to the news, the news station, the yeah. news station they were seeing earlier. So apparently they've just been in this fucking news building. They went to underground lair. They saw interstellar travel, which is really weird because you still have to wait in a fucking line to interstellar. Yeah, travel. I know. It's I a bummer, man. <laughs> Make sure you're it's better than baggage. Star Trek. Yeah. Well, Star Trek. They just beam you up. Yeah, but you still have to travel. Up. These motherfuckers are there. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. You don't need, you don't need a ship. Shot you to the ship. You are your own ship. Yes. Carry on. So <laughs> they 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 get they get to the newsroom and you know they're just like, hey, you can get us get us in that newsroom there, old Buck boy. Oh, That's Buck, one of my favorite parts because he goes over to the guard mm, and he's all like, newsroom, so I got a couple of my buddies here. They want to see you know how it works. And yeah, just that you simple. get us in there. They, and the guard looks at him like, are you fucking crazy? No. Yeah, we need your passes. And like, you know what? It's about here. time, by the way. If you don't have a pass. They've got guns, and they work, <laughs> and they get better guns because they kill those fucking aliens, yeah, the ghouls. Yeah. And at this point, everybody's going crazy. Everybody, the, but they. Oh no! Wait, it's bulletproof glass. That's right. They don't even hear it. Yeah, it's all soundproof. Yeah, yeah it's all soundproof. It's a, it's so a recording. Yeah, they don't even know what's going on. No, you know, it, it just. But he wants to find. He wants to find Meg. Meg Foster. He wants to find her because she was there. Yeah. She was kid. She was kidnapped. She's got to be in this building. So what does he do? Piper goes, runs into, runs into, runs up to, runs into a different floor of the building. Runs up to the first lady who see, he sees, which is a pregnant lady that's holding coffee, and he's got an M sixteen in his hand. And he's like, "Where is she?" <laughs> and this lady stays surprisingly calm the whole time. Yeah, because well. she's she's a human, and you know, some dude just. Just think about her baby. Rolled up on yeah. the yeah, rolled just up roll on the M sixteen. Like, where is she? Yeah, what does she do? <clears throat> And uh, that's where that's where things really start to get moving because the, the aliens are are after him now. Oh yeah, there's big gunfights, and uh, they find her. They find her. Yeah. I don't remember where they find her. I think they just find her in a hallway, don't they? <laughs> yeah, she. They she, just run. They just run into her. She's like walking <laughs> through a hallway. So at this point, they go. They're like they they figure out the transmission has to be coming from the giant the giant uh, antenna. Yeah, yeah, satellite that's on the top of the building, which. Earlier, Meg Foster was like, "No, no." She's like, "No, I've already checked. I've I've already checked. I've already checked. Everything's cool, guys." And then the turn. They are almost out of the building. They're almost upstairs. Actually, I think they are upstairs. And then they're they're they're. That's when it's revealed that Meg Foster is a piece of shit because she kills. She fucking kills Frank. Fucking Keith David, man. Just and and. The way they set that up, it's already moving so fast. Like, oh shit, gotta get through. Gotta get through this thing. Oh, oh my god, they just killed him. 
Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's just like if Piper runs upstairs, like, I'm going to go ahead and get, I'm going to get the satellite. And she's like, okay. And then he's just standing there, fucking back turned to her. And she just pulls out a gun, bang. Right. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's to Piper. He's on, on the, the roof. roof. Getting ready to do his thing. Getting and ready to shoot it. And she's, we already know that he's dead. And you know that she is behind him. And you know, we know where he's going. Yeah. But now you're like, now the race is on. Because he has no fucking clue what's going to oh, yeah. happen. Yeah. He has no idea his best friend at the time is dead. Has no idea the woman he wants to save is the enemy. And that technically we're all fucked. Yeah. She's a sellout. She sold, she sold everybody out too. And there's always the argument these people make. Well, you got to make money. I mean, it's some, you know, might as well, might as well make some money. And, you know, it's not hurting anybody. They're, they're just it's taking trickle stuff down economics, yeah. Yeah. which is exactly what John Carpenter was trying to say that during Reaganomics, this is bullshit. doesn't work and it's never worked and it's not going to work. Yeah. This idea that like, oh yeah, of course the company's going to do better for you if you do better for them. Yeah, I make right. a billion. I give you a dollar raise. Fuck yeah. No, I won't. <sighs> Sorry not to be right. So here we are. <laughs> so here we are. It, we're down to the mark. Here comes a helicopter. We got Piper like shit's getting ready going to blow down. Up his he fucking, sees. Yeah. He sees in the in the satellite dish. He's like with the with the new contacts. He he sees what he has to do. It's almost like a fucking video game at this yeah. point. Like he sees what he has to destroy to to end the signal. And he's like he's like yeah, you guys come in and like he like he's like that's where he kind of starts figuring out like oh shit, there's something they're not coming. Something's wrong here. Turns around and like. The look of anguish and, and heartbreak in his eyes when he figures out that, oh, shit, not only did oh. you kill my friend, which is the only friend I have, uh, now you're going to try to kill me. And I think I might have been in love with you Aww. or something. I had some feels. It's those goddamn eyeballs. And we were, yeah. Oh, Her eyes are goddamn seas or oceans of time. <laughs> oceans of, oceans of time. Oceans of eyeballs. I was thinking Dracula, <laughs> but goddamn, guys. Oceans of eyeballs? This is fucking... <laughs> It's an H.R. Giger painting. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, it's an addict. It's eyes. Go ahead. But he he he, he kind of has that moment where it, where it's like, and he, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of the end of 1984. Oh, of course. Where, where you're like, no, 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 fight back to it, dude. And he's just like, she broke my heart. Fuck it. I'm just going to just fucking fall in line, and that's going to be that. Instead, Piper, being the suave guy that he is, figures it out, manages to kill her. Yeah. And- Stops this satellite with what I can only assume is a twenty-two caliber uh, purse pistol. It's Derringer or something. Yeah, it's like, it's like fucking, I mean, it's a it, is, lighter. it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is teeny tiny, and somehow he takes down the whole broadcasting set. Because after he shoots it uh, a couple times, and the whole satellite blows up, then the the veil comes off. Yeah, if, if, these, fucking aliens, if these fucking aliens were, were smart, they yeah. would have built a better satellite, maybe bulletproof. How about know. more than one? Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> and he does get shot, and he dies. Yeah, that's a tragic ending for our hero. But that's not the ending of the movie. <clears throat> the no. ending of the movie, they start showing like the, it's the, the news, best thing. The, the newscasters are are just just. Oh, you look like shit. Yeah, yeah, you look like <laughs> shit. They're going on and going on, but they they don't they don't have their veil anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's great because you just hear somebody in the back. You look like shit. Holy shit! Oh yeah, and. uh there's a guy sitting in a bar, just sitting there staring at the TV, and everybody just sort of looks at him like, like, what the fuck? Like, what? But the very end of the movie is the best part. Uh, TV's on. This lady is in her, in her, in her dude. Fucking doing it. She's riding she, him she's, like the fucking wind, baby. She's, yeah, she is riding him. <laughs> and she looks down, 
And then he's like, what's wrong, baby? What's wrong, baby? And he's an alien. <laughs> and that's where it stops. It's so good. So, you know, yeah. the movie, like I said, the movie just says- like, It's a feel-good ending. It is a feel-good ending, because you, you know- You know, because at this point, you know people are going to fucking kill these aliens. You hope. Yeah. Maybe now hope. that now they're like, wait, what the fuck? But no, because if, if that really happened today, there'd be people out there be like, I've been reading, I've been preparing for this all my life. Oh, oh yeah. Shit, yeah. You can't deny that, but then you'll have people who sold out, who were still in the militia and, and you know infiltrated that whole thing. It'd be really right. interesting. This would be one of those few films of a Carpenter uh, uh, movie. I never wanted to see his sequels, but this one, one I always wished they had done a sequel. With the right amount of money, I think it would have been interesting to see the fallout of this. They did They did talk about doing a remake. The thing uh, about Carpenter is he never actually wanted to make like sequels of ago. any of his movies. I yeah. know Halloween did the whole thing, but that was forced, and he's made it pretty adamant, like, no, we're not doing sequels of these movies. And this is one of them I would have liked to have seen, at least maybe even comic book form. It would have been interesting. Now, would you say, because in the 80s, uh, after Halloween, Halloween 2, Carpenter really took a dive. The thing bombed. Yeah, this this was his uh, coming back alive. Gave him a three picture picture deal, I believe. Yeah, Universal was it, still on. It was, on board a, with it this was one. like top. It was like top movie for a couple weeks when it came out. Yeah, Universal was still a part of the package. They uh, dropped him after the thing and Starman, but they were a part of the distribution company, I believe. That was it's a live entertainment that took over, and then he did like this was the this was his a part of his post his apocalyptic films, not post apocalyptic. Yeah. It was like this. They brought it up a couple episodes ago. It's like. The thing they live in the mouth of madness, mm-hmm. or his it's his like his end of the world trilogy, and this was the second film. Uh, but yeah, this is the he had to go back to the trenches and making low budget films, but he didn't really mind that as much as people want to put on it because he still had total control on every, every contract. And it comes down to like, what, you know, what would you rather have? I want to say what I want to say. I want to say it my way. Yeah. Um, and that's this is one of those films, and I think it's brilliant. It's it's done the t- it stands the test of time. It really does. It it, it, it is doesn't one of stop. Those- God yeah, damn it. It, I wish it did. Yeah, but it's one of those movies that continues uh, to stay relevant. You know, here we are, you know, 30 plus years later, and we're still in that same kind of problem. Right. This is going to come out after the election next week, this episode. Yeah. So it's interesting. And regardless of who wins, uh, you know, next week or when, you know, next on election day, uh, I guess. Uh, few days the climate they're in right now, out. we might not know for a month. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's still, we're still in the same problem. We're still in the same seat, still doing the same shit. It's just a different person in the driver's seat. You know, the same fucking empty promises. Well, because the grandfather you know. clock is still a grandfather and it's still <laughs> ticking, no matter yeah. who's no matter who's winding the fucking watch. I don't you know. know. Mitch McConnell looks like he's on his deathbed. Either God that or his fucking lizard skin's coming through. He's molting up. I, yeah, I love all those memes and stuff. It's like, oh, what's going looks, on with this God, guy? He looks terrible. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, he probably, yeah, somebody probably, he probably kept the glasses on too long and they melted his The body. turtle's face is coming through, man. <laughs> but uh, we're going to wrap this up, man. This was, uh, this is kind of a timely episode. This is actually Derek's idea originally a couple, uh, when we first started doing the podcast, he couldn't make it tonight. So we've got Tony and Tony, uh, tell us where we can find you and your podcast, buddy. Uh, much like you guys, I do my <laughs> stuff through Anchor. Yeah. Um, and Anchor, uh, graciously distributes to the different, uh, platforms i mainly uh promote through my spotify platform just because it's what i listen to uh, all my music and stuff um and it's pretty common i mean apple music and spotify you yeah know, well, what's just, it called again uh it'd be the savage hooligan dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. and we got season one it's going to come out yeah. uh after this is recorded tonight but 
before it goes out next week. So, yeah. like I said, I but will you have wait. many episodes before all this. I will wait a week and let you guys roll in the, the listenership. So I'm not going to be disappointed next week. Shut it's the not fuck there yet. up. You're going to gain two people. I know. I, well, and they're at this table. Let's <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there are other episodes up there. Uh, we did some stuff last year. They've we haven't really released a um, season like we're yeah. doing. This is the first time we're kind of compiling everything together and putting it all out. In one. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, so there are other episodes. They're mostly there's some interviews. We talked to some bands. Uh, we got to talk to Lich King uh, right before all this. Great shit. fucking thrash band. Oh my god, what a what a great show to end. Uh, never going to shows again. Right. On. Uh, but they can find you on Facebook. Yeah, but Spotify. we're on Facebook. We're on. Uh, we're out there on Instagram. Anchor FM. Um, yeah. you find us on Anchor. I even got Twitter now. <laughs> Woo! The savage Twitter. That's right. The savage Twitter. <laughs> Although it's really just uh, use it because it's connected to my Instagram, so it's just another thing that goes out there. So uh, look us up out there, and that's W H O L I G A N. Yeah, he spells it. Okay, I spell it a little I couldn't weird. Find it, but yeah, yeah. So W H O L I G A N. Yeah. Uh, the Savage Hooligan, but we're out there. We're going to have some shit for you guys. And coming up in the coming months, we're going to continue to uh, probably take this platform on the seasonal thing uh, and compile episodes. So uh, hopefully uh, in the next season, we'll have Dave on. Yeah. Uh, and we'll probably even have Steve on again because uh, we're going to start talking about some uh, Louisville music and the scene Sweet. Uh, you know, that exists here in our city. Yeah, and uh, Steve and Dave are both uh, well versed in that. So, well, sweet. I guess we're gonna wrap this up, man. This is the they live in the horror of politics. We definitely touched on as many as we could within the time frame that we have, and then we really wanted to dive into the, they live because it's so it's so timely. It hasn't this like you said, Dave. It's not nothing's changed. No, and I don't think it ever will. It's just voting for the lesser evil from here on out. They, yeah, the, the the best thing about what's going on right now when it comes to the internet, TikTok, things like that, things that they hate, is that it's helping pull down that mask. And it makes you see exactly what the fuck is going on, whether you want to pay attention to it or not, man. Yeah. It's, it, it's there it, in your face. You know, it, it's gritty. Yeah. But fuck it. Get in there. And, and what they all always tell people, you know, even though it sucks, get in there and, and, and find out. Expose yourself a little bit to it because you, you don't want to just keep on living and not know. Right. I'm going to let Dave get us out of here. All right. Well, you can find us, uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Find us on Apple iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Castbox, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. And thank you to all the people listening. Yeah, in uh, so UK, we're in fifteen countries now. A lot of 12 countries. different languages, I believe. It's just one person. That's just uh, Dave likes to shit on it, but I don't care. It's a lot it's of fun. Right. That's Singapore. Whoever's oh, yeah, Singapore, that's the last one from last, send us a message. last week. Singapore oh, picked nice. this up. So that's pretty cool. So anyways, guys, we're out of here. Gore Club Podcast. Thanks Thank you, on, Tony Hazelip, uh, Hazel Witch. Hazel, Hazel, Hazel. From the Savage Hooligan. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, man.